The party had escaped the domain of the Valor of Corruption and Decay, Barasurak, leaving Luca behind as sacrifice. As they entered the domain of Vale, or so they had been told, they came upon an old shipwreck where they were able to take refuge during a dark and stormy night. Come morning, however, awoken by disturbing sounds above deck. And as they went to explore themselves, fearing some sort of confrontation, they saw a host of kin and a massive ship beside the wreck where they had spent the night. They were greeted by one who introduced himself as Quartermaster Takes, who then posed the question, Who are you? And for everyone's sake, just to know, everyone has leveled up to level 10. So you are standing sort of between the main mast and the foremast, where you've come up onto the main deck. Quartermaster Takes and his host of Elvkin sailors all around you. Val, you are in the sort of the head of this group here. And just to reiterate, everyone has seeming cast on them to appear kin-like, except for Mick, who has just taken the shape of a kin. Correct? I believe that Mick and I look like Elveret. And the rest of everyone else looks like kin. Yes, because Mick's kin reference is Is Val. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Quartermaster Takas has just posed that question. In kinlish or in common? I assume in kinlish. In kinlish, yes. I don't know why he would speak to other kin in, in common. For everyone's sake, Val obviously understands everything. Mick understands most of everything. And... Efron, Reese, and Lyrian understand a good deal, but you still miss words, at least every other sentence. And also just for our reference, like, our capabilities, if we were to speak, would it be blatantly obvious that we do not know how to speak, like, natively? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I think Mick could pull it off, maybe requiring a performance check, (laughs) but other than that, Val is your, your fluent speaker of Kinlish. How do you know Lyrian hasn't been practicing? <laughs> because you haven't had time. <laughs> Nor has anything been said about it over the past yeah. 43 episodes. <laughs> what a deus ex machina. <laughs> Actually, I've been learning English in my free time this whole time. I mean, he has been learning languages from a fawn. Just probably not English. He's like, I downloaded Duolingo three weeks ago. <laughs> Agadon edition. Okay, well, <laughs> Val will speak to this uh, very intimidating personage. Um, my name is Valmes. Um, these are my companions. Uh, do you know where we are? <laughs> I assume then you do not know where you are. Not precisely, no. <laughs> then what in Mother Yakuda's name are you doing here? <laughs> that is a very good question and one I am not quite sure we are capable of answering at this moment in time. Um, my companions seem to have lost their ability to speak very well on their way here. Interesting. That's a new one. Reese just nods his head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Reese. <laughs> Efron covers his face so nobody can read any of his expressions. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see his eyes rolling in his skull <laughs> at this excuse. So Quartermaster Takes kind of gives a little chuckle and he's like, Well, perhaps I can answer one of your questions. You are standing on the deck, and he kind of looks around, he's like, Well, most of the deck of the Air's Revenge, Captain Morikan's vessel. We've been searching for this wreck for weeks. Uh, How did you even get here? We saw no boats moored alongside it. 
Are you anchored off the other side of the island? No, we were sort of uh, dropped into the sea. Dropped into the sea? From where? A, a, a passing vessel? I'll be honest, I don't really remember where we were. Interesting. Amnesiacs. That's not new. Ah, uh, well, Captain Kelnias would certainly like to speak with you if you and your crew would grant her the privilege. Are there more of you below? N- not living, no. You are not, I assume, original crew members of the Air's Revenge. We are not, no. Right. Then, we'll take you over to our ship. I glance at my companions to make sure that this is okay with them. <laughs> Quartermaster Takeus is already walking away, hailing a small rowboat. <laughs> I give a thumbs up. <laughs> no, I say, carry on, please. As they're walking, Efron gives Val a little you know, tug on the sleeve. And whispers to him, Be more assertive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Val, like, gives you a very firm nod, but it's not convincing. As the rowboat approaches, uh, Takes looks back at Val. He's now standing on the edge of the ship, peering over. And he looks back at you and he says, If you will, first, answer me this. From where do you hail? Your garb is strange for a kin, and your smell is new. You have not been here for long, so please, be truthful with me. I am... I don't... Do you know... Does the word Agadon mean anything to you? Of course. That is our world. That is where we are from. I meant... Never mind, then. It is troubling for you. Obviously. And he kind of looks you up and down. And he just cracks a smile and he's like, You can relax. We're not going to kill you. That's not very reassuring. (laughs) He, like, puts his hands on his hips. You know, he's this huge kin. And he's got blades, like, across every inch of his body. And all the other sailors are pretty well decked out as well. And he just looks around. He's like, I suppose, yes. (laughs) I can see you not taking my word for it. Do not worry. When you meet the captain, things will be better. You will enjoy her. She will enjoy you, I believe. Ah, your steed awaits. (laughs) And he points down below where he unfurls a rope ladder and to a little rowboat where two other elfkin are waiting for you. Who wants to go first? (laughs) We all go down into the boat. The two elfkin that are in the boat are silent as they row you across the way to this ship of the line that waits for you and another rope ladder is extended down for you to climb. As you climb this rope ladder and make your way up to the main deck, now this ship is huge. It has like three decks of cannons. A ship of the line, for your reference, is the largest. (laughs) Yes, it is. The one you were on just barely was probably a large frigate or a man of war. So this one is even bigger. And that one was big. And it actually has cannons? Yes, it does have cannons. Are the gun ports open? They are. Mm. Not all of them. Just <laughs> I'm so nervous a majority this. of them. <laughs> so as you step aboard the main deck, there is someone in a more officer's garb to greet you, and silently they give you a nod and then direct you over to what looks to be the captain's cabin. We go. <laughs> they open the door 
for you and then bid you enter. So as everyone sort of shuffles into the captain's cabin and the door is closed behind you, this room is darker. It has a smokier atmosphere. There are a plethora of candles burning on stands throughout the room and a large ornate desk standing between you and a figure looking down at different sea charts. This has to be, if the officers and the quartermasters to be believed, Captain Kelnies. She cuts quite an imposing figure, standing at just above seven feet tall. She's missing a couple forks in one of her ears, which is exposed by her tight undercut and braids on one side of her head, which then a long tangle of white and purple hair falls over her shoulder on the other side. As she looks up at you, you see her eyes are a dark wine of maroon and violet, harmonizing with the deep azure of her face. She bites her lip, and then picks at one of the small tusks, no bigger than an inch long, protruding from the bottom of her chin. A pattern of etched scars runs down her temple and onto her neck before disappearing beneath her loose clothes and fitted leathers. She crosses her arms in front of her and then says, Felish, in Felish, and then in turn, Or Talish, Liku, Huari, Kinlish, perhaps? What do you speak, humans? I have a question. If one underseeming wants to, can they, like, willingly dismiss the illusion? Um, you could try to make a save against it if you wanted to, or you could ask Val to dismiss it, and he would. Alright, for theatrics' sake, Reese is gonna try to do a save against it. Okay, it's <laughs> intelligence, I believe. Oh, yikes, okay, well... Wait, hang on, let me double check. <laughs> hang on, why can't I read? Oh, charisma, just kidding, you'll be good at this. It's a charisma save, my DC is 17. 17? Okay. Yeah. Well, I got 18, so suck it. Ding, ding, ding. So Reese steps forward <laughs> out of the... <laughs> yeah, so R- Reese's illusion wipes itself from him. He's now appearing as he normally does. And he just says, Felish, if you please. I can do Felish. She looks at the others. Felish? Felish would be fine with me. Yes, I think that would be best. And she uh, relaxes a bit, leaning against the table now, and she says, I'm a Mazkin. You're not going to fool me when it comes to magic. You can drop the act. And she kind of waves her hand in the direction of Lyrian, Mick, and Efron. Lyrian is just looking at Val. <laughs> Val will drop the illusion and just kind of grumble to himself, was that was a waste of a spell? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mick would like to continue taking the form of an Elgret. And Efron? I mean, if the if the spell is dispelled, then the spell's dispelled, so... Do you want to remain? No, no, I don't see any. Especially after I just said that Felish would be fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good oh, point. we really tricked her! <laughs> yeah! Almost all of us dropped the illusion, but one didn't. <laughs> She'll never suspect... So she looks between you all then, and she says, Why are you here? Hmm. Perhaps a trade of information would be in order. Perhaps. What would you propose then? You are a trader? It is simple. We will tell you our story if you will tell us yours. It is highly irregular to find a mazkin so far from home. 
I personally have never seen one before, but if the stories are to be believed, the masks can keep to themselves in the mountains and rarely ever talk to anybody who is not the maskin themselves. You know, a surprising amount for a human, but you are a medic, so I'll give you that. Very well. I am quite curious about your situation, and if you'd sate my curiosity, I will assist you in whatever way we go. You see, it is quite simple. We have been tasked to stop a plot that includes many Valors, and currently we are trying to find the shards of Eamon. At the mention, she slaps the table and is like, All right then, I'll drop you off at the nearest port. That's all I needed to hear. Okay. <laughs> do you know anything about these shards? No, and I'll have nothing to do with it. If you'll please leave, we can put you back on your ship, or you can stay with us for a very small amount of time, and then we'll be rid of you. Forgive me for in, in, intruding, excuse me, but uh, I don't mean to assume, but it sounds like you do know a little bit about the shards of Imen. That is a safe assumption, and I know enough to keep away, so I'll say no more. Final thing, Reese says, stepping up, and then I promise I at least will leave the matter alone. The place where we just were, as your crew probably will tell you, as we told them, we appeared simply out of the air, landed in the water next to this broken ship, and swam aboard. We were told that we were coming to the realm of Vale. Is that true? Is that where we are now? Unfortunately, yes, that is true. However, we were also told that Vale is not our enemy, at least not directly. No, perhaps not. Though, to see a human here, or whatever you are, she looks at Lyrian, is <laughs> quite rare. And how Vale and the other locals will receive you, um, I cannot say. She uh, kind of gestures to herself. She's like, I guarantee you, however, that they will not be as open-minded as myself. That is unfortunate, because gathering these shards are, uh, simply put, we cannot leave here without it. Well, I'm sure you know, but you need much more than just one shard. Well, we have three already. You, what? And she <laughs> looks genuinely surprised. <clears throat> yes, you heard me correctly. We have three. We have collected them from Nakmatera, Iwati, and Barasura. Show me. Uh, <laughs> remember last time we did this? <laughs> uh, forgive my hesitance, but the last time we were asked to show someone, they tried to steal it and then subsequently turned into um, a rather unpleasant creature. A giant bat that tried to kill us. Yes, that is also correct. I'll hang you by the neck from the crow's nest and strip your skin from your body. Show me! Very well. There is no need for such violence. Here, I will show you. And he reaches into his pack, and he pulls out the three shards, and he holds them out in front of him. She doesn't move to touch them or anything, but she just stares at them intently for a few good seconds. And then she looks back, meets your gaze, Efron, and gives you a little nod, satisfied. And I, I replace them in the pack. Well, this changes things. 
My plans especially. I regret to inform you that I will no longer be dropping you off at the nearest port. We will still make for land, yes, but you will be staying aboard my ship until we retrieve Vale's shard. And what exactly is your plan? Do you too wish to leave this place? I think once you're here long enough, you'll see that anyone would. Mm. Yes, very well. However, if your curiosity is satiated, perhaps you wouldn't mind telling us only a little bit about yourself, namely how it is you came to be here with this ship. My name is Captain Kalnies Metze. I've been here for, well, quite truly, I can't remember how many years, but we took this ship a few months back from a, well, from the once proud Captain Morrigan, whose wreck of a ship you were just barely on. He had quite the fleet. Formidable pirate he was. But he was arrogant, and that was his downfall. So now we have his ships, we have his goods, and there's one thing he had, purportedly, that still eludes us, and that is your precious shard. Yes, that's right. It's not with Vale. Vale gave it away to some damnable kin who thought that he could lord it over everyone here. The prospect of freedom, the prospect of getting away. He sold it. He sold its services. And I don't think anyone is quite clear what actually happened to those that went to him. But we never saw them again. So whether they escaped or whether he killed them, used them for some other purpose... I can't say, but he was not a nice individual. He hid it, the shard, not sure where, but we're making a stop soon on an island that is suspect of such activity, and then we'll make for port. If you'll assist us in this search, then I will assist you in furthering your own purposes with the blade, the extent of which is not important to me. Whether you want to escape and free yourself of... Whatever ill that has become of you, very well. If you want to strike down Vale himself, well, good luck, first of all. It's not going to happen with Imin. But we'll see. Perhaps you can illuminate your purposes for me? Immediately we wish to use this blade to escape this place and return to Egadon. After that, it should prove to be very useful in our conflict against multiple Valors, who, through some conspiracy which is yet unknown to us, seek our destruction. So you have drawn the ire of multiple accursed beings. Yes, that is correct. It does take a little bit to sink in, truly. I think it is still sinking in. Luckily I had help in doing so. These fine fellows really uh, got the ball rolling, as it were. And Reese kind of does like the wink and finger guns. You are an interesting lot, I'll give you that. Very well. If we combine our abilities, seeing as you already have three shards, I take it you are a formidable bunch. Therefore, I promise you, I give you my word, I will not attempt to kill you and take the shards for myself. Very well. And we give you our word that we will not attempt to kill you or make any other rash decisions 
He kind of gives Reese a little, you know, sideways glance. I don't know if Reese sees it. <laughs> well, <laughs> no because I mean, you know, he would have given Luca the glance, but you know. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but he does remember the hand choppy off bit from a while ago, so Reese was next up. Then Reese just says, Well then, I believe we have come to a good arrangement. Is there a place where we can hold up for the journey? Yes, once Takes comes back aboard, he can show you somewhere where you can put your belongings and settle in amongst the crew. We'll reach our destination just after noon, so got a few good hours to yourselves. But I'd prefer if you made yourself useful. Very well. I will do what I can to help. I cannot speak for the rest of this troop. They are their own people. I say put us to work. Yeah, why not? It'll pass the time. Lyrian looks at her and responds, I think it would be very beneficial to help one another. I noticed that you have some charts over there. May I examine them and maybe ask you some questions? Once we're underway, yes. If you'll all follow me then. And she comes out from around the desk and steps outside the captain's cabin onto the main deck. You see that the crew is mulling about, doing different duties, slacking off Quartermaster Takes and the Elfkin that were aboard the Heir's Revenge, where you were just before, have just barely come back aboard. They seem to be carrying a few crates of supplies, but as Takes and Kelnias exchange a glance, you kind of see that he gives her a nothing good kind of motion, and she just kind of grits her teeth and then makes her way up to the helm. Is there any surprise from, like, the crew that we're not all kin anymore? <laughs> Takes kind of does a double take as he walks by, and then he just, like, spits and shakes his head and keeps carrying boxes. Same old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, it doesn't seem like they could, they really couldn't care less at this point. Just another Monday. Takes, you know, puts down a box and he comes up and he says, in kinlish still, well, I assume then... That went pretty well, given your... And he looks at all of you. Current state? Yes, surprisingly, yeah. What is it then I should have you do? What your skills, any of you? Can you rig a line? Can you tie a knot? Anything? Which one of you is useful? We are all useful in different ways for different things. I, I can do magic. Efron is good at moving very quickly and punching things. I don't know. We've never been on a <laughs> ship before. <laughs> I... I was thinking, you know, we you know, we all have our we're all useful in different ways. It's like everybody's special, you know. <laughs> that is 100% Everyone has their attitude. own talents, you know. You just have to find yours. And it's like, well, I'm kind of talking about specific things. Tying knots, you know, rigging the sails or whatever. Reese speaks up. Well, to be quite honest, I've never spent much time on ships, but I have spent quite a bit of time in combat. If your men would like to do some training while we're underway. I could lead some training sessions. Provi perhaps provide some pointers. Pointers with what? Swords, axes, cudgels, bows. You name it. I've trained it. We're quite good with swords already, and bows are a little... And he unfolds this little, like, scarf that was wrapped around his waist to reveal a crude matchlock pistol. Reese has absolutely no idea what that is, right? So there are gunpowder weapons in the old world, but they're not prevalent. And he, and he pulls it out, and he kind of holds it aloft. 
hefts it in front of you and he's like, Bows are a little outdated here. At the sight of the pistol, Efron's eyes go wide. You know, he looks like a kid that just saw this brand new toy. <laughs> what? That, that he wants. But no, no, no. He's not, a not, merchant. Yeah, he's... he's because, again, this is all pretty new to him. He's never seen a Mazkin before. That's true. And That's he true. definitely has not ever seen a pistol before. He's very intrigued by this device. And he kind of uh, very gingerly looks at it, and he looks at Tekas in the eyes, and uh, in the best kinlish he can muster, he says, and, May I? And <laughs> he just cracks up. And he, like, kind of, like, doubles over and slaps his knee. He's, like, being really eccentric about this. And he says, You look like a felbrat on turning. Good gods above. Very well. And he removes the bit that would, you know, cause a spark. And he <laughs> hands it over. And I imagine it's it's quite large in his hands. Uh, if it's, you know, fashioned to be, you know, kin-sized. Yes. So yeah, Franz just looking at it, looking it up and down, figuring out how it all works. Well, very well then. I guess I'm as good as any at carrying supplies from one place to another, so if that needs to be done, I can help out. Good then. Go below deck and find us something to do. Someone will direct you. And Reese goes and does so. Efron's still toying with the gun, and he looks at Mick, and he's like, And you? He says in Kinlish. I have a, a pretty good eyesight. Maybe I can, uh, you know, help look out for rocks and sorts and stuff. Maybe I should be up at the helm. What do you think? Mm, no. We'll get you a little higher. And he just points right up the main mast to the crow's nest. Okay. <laughs> That's what Mick really wanted. Excellent. Medic up there. You can be our lookout with her. Jolly! And then Mick continues. <laughs> and you? He says to Lyrian, still in Kinlish. Lyrian tries to muster up some, some Kinlish stuff as well and basically says, there's some things that I would like to discuss with your captain as we're on our way. And he, like, puts his hand to his cutlass and draws it a little out and he says, you would do what to our captain? Uh, he, wa- he just wants to speak with her. Oh. I, I could take him over. And he puts his cutlass back in, and he looks at Val and he says, should teach this idiot how to speak. Yeah, I, uh, there hasn't really been time for that. And then he claps Lyrian on the shoulder and is like, you'll learn soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) And he gives Val permission to go to the helm. Lyrian looks a bit confused as he only got some (laughs) of what he actually said, and he's unsure of why the guy was about to draw his cutlass. Uh, Val just says, it's okay, it's okay, uh... Let us go to the captain, yeah? That would be great. <laughs> All right. So Franz just still standing yeah. there next to Takeoff with the gun. He's like the only one left. Holding the gun. He's just like holding. And then, you know, you see him like take aim with it. <laughs> at, at that point, Takeoff kind of puts his hand on your arm and lowers the, the gun and then takes it back from you and reholsters it and says, you're interesting. I like you. You stick with me. Very well, friend. And basically what you got was, stay me, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying to play it up by making my own sentences like, <laughs> just like like little bits and pieces. That's good, it's good. Um, But he goes up to the helm as well, where Captain Kalnias is actually standing at the wheel itself. 
And she looks at Lyrian and Val and Tekes and Ifran, and then kind of peers at Mick, who's climbing <laughs> the main mast. And she's like, all right, then. Let's get underway. Unfurl the mainsail. And... <laughs> great, great foley work. <laughs> mainsail unfurled. And she she cups her hand and she yells up at Mick, who's climbing the mast. And she says, keep a weather eye on the horizon, you ship squalls. And that sort isn't what we need right now. Aye, aye, Captain. No squirrels here. (laughs) 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 Amazing. For the record, a squall is a strong burst of wind. (laughs) I know. I I heard squirrels, to be honest. I mean, I knew that's what you meant. But then I was like, I'm just going to play with it. Vic's <laughs> just like, we're squirrel free. <laughs> Not a squirrel in sight. There's a huge storm raging in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and Takeus yells, Captain at the helm. And then the ship gets underway. And you, it, it's quite speedy for being as large as it is. These massive sails. The wind is directly behind you, pushing you along right toward where you need to go. Mick is in the crow's nest. There's a slim elfkin up there. She greets you as she helps you up into the last little bit, and she hands you a spyglass, and she points to herself and says, Medek. And then she points to you and says, Emmy? Mick Mick. 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 Mick Mick. Mick Mick. <laughs> Mad Dick. Mick Mick. We're all acquainted now. And she kind of laughs and then just continues being a lookout. Down at the helm, it's pretty smooth sailing here. And the captain is attentive to the wheel and the waves and whatnot, but is would appear otherwise lazily. However, being someone as seasoned as she is, she has perfect control over her ship at all times. She kind of peers over at Lyrian and Val and says, So, what is it you wanted to know, then? First off, let me introduce myself. I am Lyrian. I was just kind of curious about where we're at and what you know of this realm to give us a better idea of what exactly is going on and that we all may benefit. Honestly, I believe that you would probably have some more questions for us and I'd be happy to answer those. Of course, of course. Right now, I'm content in my knowledge of you folk. So, I will answer any questions you have and if you wish to go into my cabin and stare at these charts that you were so interested in, I could tell... I'll have someone escort you. That'd be very much appreciated. Good. Take us. Get someone. Bring them down. And the quartermaster says, aye, and then grabs someone who's tying up a line at the back of the ship and tells them to bring you into the captain's cabin, which they do. Now only Efron and Val are still on the helm with the captain and the quartermaster. Val hasn't really been assigned to anything. (laughs) (laughs) Cleverly not assigned to anything. Um, Val would like to say to the captain in Mazik, I hope that we can work well together. 
I have not met an Elvarette that can speak magic as well as you can. Uh, thank you. I have not had uh, many opportunities to practice with someone who is a native speaker. No, I, I, I can tell. Can you read? <laughs> yes, I can. Interesting. That is a much more difficult task than the speaking. Now, your friend up there, she points to the crow's nest where Mick is. He is not an Elvarette, is he? Uh, no. Right. But you, you are. You have that gait about you. Something in your eyes as well. Some sort of hunger for more than yourself. The look of a dying race. Sad, really. Ouch. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Tell me, am I wrong? You are not, no. Um, I honestly, I don't really know what to say in response to that. I, I don't know that I necessarily seek the preservation of my own kind, but the pursuit of knowledge and of peace. Well, knowledge and peace are something you will not find in abundance here. I can assure you that. At this point, Medek with Mick, she kind of points to something right in front of you, and she says, you look. Okay, let's see what we got here. And I try to look, and what do I see? You see emerging out of the mist on the horizon a massive mountain flanked by smaller islets and then huge bundles of trees and rock protruding from the ocean ahead of you. Captain, land ho! 